Kane, and I welcome you to Let's Talk Native on this Tuesday, January 14th, 2020. While this program may not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do encourage and in some cases start conversations. We break the rules up for Native Radio. We don't do prayers and we don't do buffalo speeches. We take, on the tough, uh, we take a tough look at history, oppression, and survival. We talk about culture, the arts, politics, and identity. And we may step on a few toes along the way, but our real goal here is to bring people together by breaking down what separates us. We will take on the false narratives and provide critical thinking to all that is heaped upon us, and we do it all right here from the Cabarrus territory of the Seneca Nation. So let's talk native. But first, let me remind people that our audio streams live on our website, which is www.letstalknative.com, and our video streams live on Facebook, um, on our Facebook group pages via Facebook Live. We take the audio and we put it up on our on SoundCloud, which puts it out as a podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. All right. So anyway, follow us on on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram, uh, on uh, Twitter, and of course, subscribe to our podcast and subscribe to our uh, our YouTube channel. Let's talk Native TV. All right. Um, I'm sorry for the technical difficulty. We're we're switching some things around here in the studio, and we're obviously playing around with some microphones. Um, Look, uh, I'm the the host of the show, and I'm joined in studio by Jake Proud, who's managing our audio uh, and our video, helping me get this mic situation straightened out. Um, so let me get right right into it. Look, my last show, I talked about what's ours and what's not ours, and it it kind of led me to a conversation or to a, to a thought process into a conversation, making me think about things like. How do we take a step backwards? And, and let me explain. I'm look. The, the topic of tonight's show is primitive culture, and I'm not talking about ours. At least I'm not talking about our original culture. But we go from a place where we acknowledge the power of creation and and our relationship to all of creation. We 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 talk about it. We we weave it into our opening to our Ahunda Gurdiwa Dekwa. We we weave it into so much of our our conversation about our relationships with all of creation we make a point not to create a hierarchy or to place ourselves above the rest of creation or any of us individually above above each other that's what our culture was about we take a look forward seven generations meaning meaning to the to those faces to our relatives that we will never see we take that and we, and we put that in our minds as we are making our decisions about the things that we do in our life, the, the decisions we make that for our people, but again, but for all of creation. We have a, a, a view about governance that says we need to bring our minds together. We need to, we need to reach a consensus when making important decisions. That's what our culture was. And I'm not exaggerating this. I mean, we go from a place where, where when we're experiencing war and conflict to coming up with a solution, the Ganyarna Goa, we come up with a solution for peace, a process to resolve conflict. We don't, we don't stick with a might makes right mentality. We advance ourselves to a place so that we're that we're we are more civilized <laughs> and i'm using that that uh, term almost facetiously and what do we turn to 
What do we have inundated upon us? Religion. Um, monarchies, you know, hierarchy, you know, who's better than the other. This whole idea of racism, that's what we become exposed to. So today, we've actually left much of that higher understanding behind. I, I, I mean, it, it almost pains me to say, but we've, we've abandoned some of that. And many of our people, now I'm not saying all of them, but many of people have adopted this, you know, a belief that there's a holy man, a white man in the sky. And how do I know he's white? Because I saw Leonardo da Vinci painted him on the top of a chapel. So I know he's a white man because I saw the picture. So there's a white man in the sky who's all-knowing, all-seeing, all-hearing, hears everybody's prayers, and he created man in his image to rule the world. Did these incredible things that are, that are totally unprovable, but so many of our people believe it. How do we go from a level of understanding to taking this giant leap backwards? And, and look, even, and I don't even want to call down that religion, Christianity, or any of the other two major religions from the, you know, religions of Abraham, Islam or Judaism, or, but any of these belief systems that, that say, we have we believe in the one true God and everybody else is wrong. And we're probably going to kill you for it. Because make no mistake about it. While we can listen to the news and t hear about jihads and, um, uh, and, and theocracies and everything else, the United States, in spite of all its separation of church and state BS, because there was no separation of church and state, our people were killed in a holy war. The doctrine of Christian discovery lays it all out. This was about the doctrine of, of Christian domination. And the idea of dehumanizing anybody who had not, who doesn't believe in their, in their one God rules all placed certain, only their believers to rule the world. And then, <laughs> and then they, they preach this other stuff. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. So in other words, if your life sucks, don't worry. You're going in the afterlife you're going to be you're going to be served. Don't worry about lifting yourselves up. You know, out of bondage. In fact, I mean there there are some people, especially on the the evangelical right, that will will have you believe that if a government exists, if a government exists. And this is this was kind of widely tossed around a while back here. If a government exists, it only exists because God allows it to exist. And so to disobey your government is to disobey God. Now, these right evangelicals were saying this. Congressmen, senators were saying this crap. Uh, what, who's the, um, Jeff Sessions, the former attorney, U.S. Attorney General, he was saying this crap. So we go from a people who understand the relationship Beyond all the spirituality stuff that anybody wants to spin about this, I mean, that, that we're spiritually connected? No, that we're physically, that there's a tangible connection between man and all of creation. And, and to suggest that all of creation was placed here 
by some higher power that placed it here only for us? What a primitive way of thinking. What an ignorant way of thinking. And that's what the Bible says. Yeah, right, right, in the, right from the beginning. Subdue the earth and all the creatures upon it. That's what Genesis says. We didn't, we didn't accept that. And, and then governance? So this whole idea that democracy is the, is the, is the, you know, the most authentic and just form of government? Again, let's break that down. I've talked about that before. Democracy is, well, supposed to be majority rule. But in this case of the United States, it's not even majority rule. It's mob rule. It's, it's the largest minority. And it isn't even the majority or the largest minority rule because you, you can manipulate the election system so some people don't get to vote or some people's vote is squandered or you, you tilt the scales to, to benefit slaveholding states with the, with the electoral college. Look, it's a sham. Democracy doesn't bring people together. It separates people. And, and if the, the state of U.S. governance today doesn't demonstrate that now, then you're just not paying attention. You're just not paying attention. Because not only do you have right and left, even within the right and within the left, you have, you have all of all this factionalism and fighting, infighting. And what do we do? We adopt that religious mentality. We adopt that democracy model. I'm not saying we all did or we all do, but we're all impacted by it, and we all fall into it at some level. Beyond, look, I can talk about the fault of capitalism and, and consumerism, all of that stuff. But, you know, if you follow that back, it ties to this, it ties to the religious belief. The Christian work ethic, right? The Protestant work ethic. Isn't that what they say? Work hard and you'll get rewarded. So that's what, that's what they promote, the, the Protestant work ethic. Because apparently nobody else works. <laughs> we went from a place of enlightenment about where man fits in the universe you know with with a with no shame about what we don't know but being pragmatic about what we do know and what we do learn and we made sure that we learned from from the birds in the air from the from the animals on the land from the plants that grew from the fish that swam. We took cues from all of nature and we learned about nature. Look, did we advance technology to outdo nature? No, we didn't. But you know what? The funny thing is, for all of the science and all the technology that disproves all of this religious hocus pocus, Most men, most white men and, and those affected by white men, including us, we're going to ignore the science. No, you don't raise from the dead. No, you can't put two of every animal on a boat. Some of those animals eat animals. 
You can't put two of every animal on a boat. And you can't pretend that half the Bible says God is a wrathful, angry, vengeful God who kills people, mass killings of people with plagues, with floods. And then say, oh, the new part of the Bible, and we're going to put them together, is a loving, peaceful, gentle, but again, loving God. Which is it? Come on. And we're, and we're going to, and then we're going to pick and choose what pieces of that religion. And then, and so will the other two, other two religions of Abraham, Judaism and Islam. So I'm going to pick all the vengeful part, all the killing part, all the, the, you know, Ivor and I and the, you know, all the, you know, all of that. Heaven and hell. That wasn't ours either. This whole idea that our entire lives are almost meaningless because there's an afterlife? That's not our culture. We don't live this life as a as a test for God or some the God concept wasn't ours. And I, and I talked about that last show. But but again, think about I mean if you could look at any of these religions, because I'm sure you can look at the other religions and see how silly they are, right? You can, you can look at, and in fact, when, when, when white men looked at our culture and they couldn't understand our belief system and we told a story to explain it, oh yeah, they believe, I mean, and I, I see people, oh yeah, the monotheistic uh, belief system, that wasn't ours. Look, we didn't believe in multiple gods either. You know why? Because we didn't believe in gods. We had an open mind about whatever that power of creation was. But what they told us, what, what, our, what the, those who came before us told us was acknowledge creation and respect it. Treat it right. All of creation. Because what you do with and to creation is what creation will do to and with you. Now, I know there's, there's a whole bunch of New Agers and a whole lot of people who are going to say, yeah, oh, that makes sense. That makes That's so beautiful. If it's so beautiful, then why, did, why have all these other cultures, including many of our people, why would we abandon it? Why would we abandon a higher understanding, a higher level of reasoning about our relationship with creation? Why would we abandon that? To pray to a God. To pray. And there's, again, no scientific evidence that prayer does anything. But, man, you can go through Facebook. And it doesn't matter if you go to native sites, if you go to any sites. Oh, I'll pray for you. My loved one is sick. Pray for them. Look, I feel terrible when a friend of mine becomes ill. But I'm not going to pray. I will... I will offer kind words and uh, and let them know that, I, that I'm thinking about them. If I can, if, if I'm close enough to, to perform a, a, a kind act, I will do that. But to suggest that, one thing, to even suggest that I could somehow communicate to the powers of creation that have done, that's, that's provided everything Good and bad, by the way. I'm, and I'm gonna, I didn't want to get into the good and evil thing, but, but things that 
that help us and things that can harm us. And they also provide us with, with a brain to know the difference. Whether we do that or not is another thing. But, and then I'm going to ask more? I'm going to be arrogant enough to say that whatever that power of creation is, that it's provided us with everything for a sustainable life. No, I'm sorry, I want more. I mean, for one thing, I, I don't even, the idea of throwing words up into the sky and hoping it's going to land on somebody who's going to, who's, that some sort of divine intervention is going to come in. Look, I will provide whatever positive reinforcement I can to somebody in crisis. And I think that's a good thing to do that. But I got to tell you, thoughts and prayers, offering that, and only that. I mean, how many people are praying for peace? But are you gonna get out? Are you gonna get off your ass and do something to to, to fight for peace? I know that sounds funny, fighting for peace. <laughs> how crazy is that? That's like killing for peace, right? We live in a world right now where there's a constant state of conflict someplace. And oftentimes, not just in global conflicts, but conflicts between right and left, between white and black, native and non-native, men and women. A constant state of conflict. That wasn't our culture. In fact, we took measures to resolve conflict. Instead, what you have, what's the, what's the solution, the American solution? Law enforcement, we're going to enforce peace. Sending and and send a million man army, and you know send at least a quarter of a million out in the, out in the world. Because put a put a a man in uniform or a woman in uniform, wrap them around with a jet or a tank or give them give them some weapons, and they're going to fight for freedom. They're they're going to fight for peace. And then I'm supposed to think, oh, I want to thank all the troops for, for protecting my rights. They're not protecting rights. It's a war machine. And a whole bunch of countries have them. And they all got guns pointed at each other. And they all suck their people in to carrying those guns to point them at each other. How did we, as a species, with all of this intellect, how are we so freaking stupid? How have we taken such a step backwards? And, and I say this not just to Native people, because we certainly have. We were at a different place. And we got sucked into patriarchy. We got su sucked into theology. We got sucked into, into abuse. The rape culture. Greed. Consumerism. Yeah, you know, people are quick to remind Native people, you know, Native people took slaves too. Yeah, that's true. Not in the way that white people did. <laughs> and, and when I hear people say, you know, slavery's been around for, for, for thousands and thousands of years, but it was never the business that, that the United States made it. I mean, the idea that there was a slave trade. And when I hear some white guy say, well, we took them out of Africa, they'd still be running around with bones in their noses. No. Most of the black people on this continent didn't come from Africa. They were bred in captivity like animals, 
only the United States, only this in this hemisphere. I mean, others, other countries did, were participated in the in the whole chattel um, economy that uh, chattel slavery, but the United States hung on to it right to the right to the very end, including northern states too. What kind of primitive culture is that? And we buy into it. A, a, a governing system that's about numbers and not even the majority rule because it isn't. I mean, look, the, the sitting president had three million votes less than, than, than his opponent. Neither one of them had the majority of the, uh, of the electorate or, or should I say those who bothered to vote. The system sucks. And yet, Native people will enlist into that army, into that military service, to defend this, this kind of government, that constitution that created this debacle. And we think that's an advanced civilization? We think that has advanced mankind? I'll tell you what's been advanced. Weaponry. The weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> you know one of the first weapons of mass destruction that the United States was involved in purchasing? Gatling guns and Hotchkiss cannons for killing Native people. Among the first weapons of mass destruction that, that the United States purchased from another country. They, they were imported. <laughs> because they weren't, they weren't using it to kill other white people. No, this is part of that, that religious war. Spreading Christendom. That's what it means. And the doctrine of Christian discovery, the dawn, at the dawn of the doctrine of Christian discovery was the, the new idea that you don't just explain Christianity to people to convert them. You do it with a sword. You do it with weapons. You do it with man-eating dogs. You beat people. You kill people. You wipe entire populations out that, that don't seem suitable for your religion. And those that you convert, it's okay if they die because then, now you can claim that you've, you've freed their soul. Hunaparacera, new saint, Catholic saint. Children died in his care, and I use the word care real liberally, at a rate, I mean, the, the death rate, uh, uh, the average life expectancy, uh, life expectancy was under five. But it didn't matter. Because when he baptized them, he could report, report back to the Vatican, these are the souls that I saved. I didn't save any human beings. I didn't save any lives. But I saved souls. What a primitive, backward way of thinking. You know, the sad part is there's a whole lot of Native people who could care less about any of this religious stuff. But then they find Jesus at the end, right? They do. I mean, we've seen it throughout history. I mean, even I mean, even some of the the, the famous Native people in in American history, they're not famous because we we put them in American history, but because they did. 
they resist they resisted the imposition of religion until they didn't and look we can get into the whole jesus saves thing i don't know who he saves like i said you can follow the news watch the news and i always go back to that that one moment where two stories were were competing for headlines because you know the headlines they if it bleeds it leads right two headlines two missing children a little boy and a little girl little boy was missing from a hike and you know i don't know if he's a boy scout or cub scout or just with his family but he got lost gone for days and he turns up you know hungry and you know, malnourished but alive and the parents saying oh we prayed every day and jesus answered our prayers he br- he brought our child back to us the little girl People prayed for her every day, too. She was murdered, raped and murdered, and left behind a dumpster. So, I mean, if, you're, if you believe all this stuff, and I know, I mean, the way, they, the, the way you, you deal with this, yeah, Jesus saved the little boy, not the little girl. And, you know, and if, he, if you want to believe that somehow that little girl deserved to go to heaven... And that's why she her life was lost. Then why did she have to get raped? Why couldn't she just die quietly? Why would she have to die at the hands of some brutal, brutal sociopath? I mean, why psychopath? Why why would that have to be that way? Why would we let that kind of violence? And then it splashed all over the news. Why are Catholic priests and Baptist priests and, and all these, these this, this clergy scandal, why are they raping little boys and girls? This is part of the religion? It is part of the religion. I mean, it may not be um, promoted in the religion, but it's certainly covered up by them. Who's got the primitive culture? And is that the culture that that we've now adopted? Because it sneaks in, like I said in the last show. It sneaks in. Oh, we start we started just plug the word creator in instead of using the word God. We we say, Oh, our loved one has gone to the sky world instead of heaven. Neither one of those things are our are our concepts, but we all say it. Or not no, we don't all say it, but many of us do. They even bring that stuff into, into the longhouse. Our loved ones aren't returning to their mother. Oh, no, they're taking their final voyage to to the sky world to be with the creator. That's... Look, when we say they return to our mothers, it's because they literally returned to the soil, to the earth that supports us. That's true. And, And it's undeniably true. Because even if we cremate our loved ones, those ashes return to our mother. All right, we're at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to take a break, and uh, we'll be right back. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. When will I eat all the Oh, yeah. 
Look, we're we're dealing with with a few uh, technical issues, so uh, please pardon our uh, our little our blunders here. It'll be better on replay. We're going to fix all this. <laughs> um, hey, look, I want to thank my sponsors, um, uh, Ross and Holly John, and the RJE family of business. They sponsor the show uh, on a weekly basis. Uh, uh, Eric White and ERW Enterprises. Uh, Eric. You know, does something for us every week um and and uh the folks at gre uh they also they support us monthly and it's those three sponsors that really help us um help us do what we do here and look i know some of these conversations are uncomfortable they're not un- uncomfortable for me to have but i know for some of you this is kind of hard to hear because we've been indoctrinated i mean that's that's what I mean, genocide is not just killing people. It's making the people cease to exist. It, it's ending their their lives, their way, their, their ways. Of life. It, it's you know they used to call it denationalization. It's the idea of stripping away somebody's character, their their national character, but their, but their culture, stripping it away, and then implanting something else on them. That's still genocide. And you know, and, and it's genocide for a number of reasons. Not only because it, it it makes us cease to exist as the people we once were, but the way that we exist with this imposed culture, this primitive culture that has been imposed upon us, is the antithesis of, of pursuit of happiness. It's a life of misery. Now I know, Bible says, "Blessed are the meek." For they will inherit the earth. Well, bullshit. We we don't need to accept an imposed subjugation of our lives. No, we don't need to accept that. We don't need to be meek because we're going to go to some, you know, paradise in heaven. So whatever our miserable lives are now are fine. Because that's what they that's what they try to do was make our lives miserable. That's why we lead in all the categories that we don't want to lead in. Suicide, substance abuse, death by cop, missing and murdered indigenous women, teen pregnancy, depression, poverty. I mean, all of that. We don't want to live this way. And not all of us are in a place to, to change that. I mean, many of us try. And then what are we, we're told? Oh, go to college, get an education, go out of college, and then come back and help your people. <laughs> you mean to tell me we got to take our people away from our communities, send them out to be educated by white people, and then they're going to come back with the solutions? White people created the problems in the, for us in the first place. If you have to send your people out to get PhDs and master's degrees, and then expect them to come back and fix the problems? They'll fix their problems. Look, I saw a post today. Says, you know, don't, don't send your, your people out to get educated unless you provide a place for them to come back to, to do some good. Well, that's one way of looking at it. But maybe the other thing, way of looking at it is look. I look at the problems in the community. Do, do a needs assessment. 
I'm not talking about, you know, getting a grant and, and spending $10,000 or $20,000 or $100,000 doing it. But look at your community. Look at what the needs are. The problems should be, should be self-evident at this point. But what are we going to do to fix them? I mean, you think they teach the solutions to these problems in college? You think a master's degree or a PhD teaches you you're, you're going to become a doctor of philosophy and you're, and you're going to come back and, and you're going to solve because you think our problem is philosophical? There's something really wrong about the dominant culture that man has developed because it is not advanced. Technology is advanced. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying all technology is bad. Obviously, technology that, that is associated with uh, with killing, with killing, whether it's killing man through the, you know advancement of weaponry, weapons of mass destruction, or whether it's killing the planet. And, I, and I, look, I don't really mean killing the planet. I mean having such impact on the planet that things die. Now, that's not the planet. The planet's going to survive. You know, all an entire continent ablaze. Australia, an entire continent ablaze? Man had something to do with that. And not just because of of climate change. But what they've done with... I mean, I think man has impacted climate change. Don't get me wrong. But there's also other things that we do by, by changing the environment, not just the climate, but the environment, creating the situations where, where these, these forest fires you know, and, and bushfires just consume. Fire is a part of nature. But what, what we're seeing fire, what we're seeing in fires now is not natural. I mean, California, <laughs> the power companies are the ones responsible for most of those fires lighting up. How the hell do you create an electric grid that causes forest fires? Your technology has advanced so far and you can't solve that problem? Many of the diseases that we're, we're challenged with are diseases of our own making. I, I don't mean in a lab. I mean, they're diseases caused by lifestyle. Many of the cancers that we're feeling, diabetes, gout, whatever. <laughs> Many of these things that we experience, we experience because of the unhealthy lives that we live. The sedentary lifestyles. The, you know, again, d- depression. Depression isn't natural. It's, it, it, there's a cause to it. And nature isn't what's making us depressed. I mean, maybe, maybe you know, look, maybe some of the violent storms and that kind of stuff, we, we are frightened by them and they, and they cause depression. But nature by itself isn't, isn't causing these, these problems. We're the victims of our, own, of our own doing. So why have the conversation? You know, why am, why am I spewing all this stuff out? Because that knowledge isn't gone. 
We didn't. We didn't lose. I said. I've said this before. We didn't lose our ways. We lost our way. We chose the path that we're on. Many of us, or we got dragged along on it. But we still know. We we still. We still have people around, not to, not just who, who know the language, but there are many people in, in every culture who understand that this, this idea that there's racial superiority, that there's genetic superiority, that, that there's you know that, that there's a a superior man above all else. And along with that superiority comes their belief systems. I mean, there's a direct connection between Christianity and racism. And it, in this, in this, on this continent, in this hemisphere. And you can go to other cultures where the racism, because the dominant culture has a different belief system, it's, it's tied to, you know, so whether it's Islam or Judaism or wherever. You, you find these people who share these religious doctrines elevate themselves who believe that their, 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 their religious doctrine supports this idea of a hierarchy. And of course, most of the, the cultures that adopt these belief systems, the first hierarchy is, is men over, over women. And of course, man over all else. So it doesn't matter if you just start wiping out species for your entertainment or for your enjoyment. Not, not to, to feed yourselves. Because after you learn how to kill to feed yourselves, then you realize, you know, I could kill and I could sell that. There's a, there's a, there's a business here. Those little seals, man, they, they, those baby seals, their fur is nice. We can sell all that. So then we, we, we go from the idea of, of, of being a hunter-gatherer to, I mean, look at what, what the ag industry is. Look, every scientist over and over and over again says, look, the, the carbon footprint created by the meat industry is, is tremendous. Most of the stuff that's grown on the planet is to feed the, at some level to, to feed animals for our consumption where if we just grew stuff and, and consumed it it would be much a smaller carbon footprint it'd be healthier for us but there's money to be made in every, in every link of that chain that food chain right and you wipe out the small farmers and you turn, I mean, I was just listening to the news. They're talking about even this, uh, the, the trade, the, the tariff wars that, uh, that Trump's been, uh, you know, started. The tax wars with China and, and such, the trade wars. And then they said, oh, there, there's been all these millions and billions of dollars that, that we're, we're giving to the farmers so, so they aren't hurt by this. Look, most of the small farmers aren't getting enough money to, to make them sustainable. They're going out of business they're, they're falling off a cliff. But ag companies are getting some of those monies. They're the ones that are getting tens of millions of dollars a whack. This culture, and, and I use that word not 
as a, a compliment, but what has become the American culture, and, and I've heard some people say, oh, Americans have no culture. Well, whatever. They, they certainly have a, um, a system, a social system, as crazy as it is. It's primitive, folks. I mean, the fact that, that we will still praise war in the way that we do. Look, I mean, and I get it. Honor the troops. Like, I don't hate the people who, who enlist. I just wish they didn't. I wish them nothing, nothing but the best. I wish they could, there was a different path that somebody could go to get an education than to feel like they've got to strap on a, 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 you know, a rifle, be told who the enemy is and who they may or, or they, who they will have to kill in the hope that they survive it for what? So we can watch them be homeless, suffering from PTSD? Look, I as and, and all I'm saying, and and look, this is this is to the native listening audience. All I'm saying is, before you buy in to some of this imposed wisdom, whether it's coming from a church or a government or an institution of higher learning. We ought to learn a little bit about who we are. I know, I always come back to identity. We always come back to identity. But at some point, we need to, to, to recapture. Look, did our ancestors have it all right? No. But it's the path that they were on. That's why we call it the Deohade. Uh, because we recognize that that we're on a path and that creation, <clears throat> every element of creation is on a path. And those paths don't need to be in conflict with each other or in competition with each other. But we don't need to be killing each other or wiping out entire species. We need to teach our, our kids a different message. When I, when I hear... A five-year-old come home from school and said, did you know that Iran, a five-year-old, that Iran launched missiles at our Marines? Are we going to tell the rest of the story? Or are we going to keep handing our children this bullshit? Are we going to tell the truth? Yeah, I mean... I, I I get it. Look, there the world is not one homogenous place. I mean, the planet isn't. I'm not even talking about the people. I'm talking about the planet. There are different environments, and those environments um, yield different amounts of food and water enjoyment so depending on where you live I mean I know it's, it's crazy to think that if you're born if you have the misfortune of being born in an impoverished country 
That's just your lot in life. Be meek. Don't worry, you're going to inherit the earth. But just because there's diversity in ecosystems, in environment, in people, doesn't mean that we have to have a world of such gross disparity where some people have to live such miserable lives even in the wealthy countries mind you but the select few in every place on the planet get to live affluent lives the select few in every part of the every part of the globe exploits their own people and then people and then people around them for their own affluence we measure success relative to the unsuccessful i I mean we we measure our wealth compared to those who have none that's how we measure success in the world that we live in today we had a different way we did before the first white man came now we didn't always have it right we packed people into small places we had cities we did that stupid thing of packing people into a place so tightly that that the environment couldn't support them yeah we did that we built big stone structures we had advanced technologies We always got back to understanding the earth, to understanding our place with creation. Again, even when the the five nations, you know, by by the accounts of our of our oral history, were t- treating each other terribly, we we came back together, and we formed. A, a, not just a peace, but a process for peace, for the pursuit of peace. In fact, one that when these white guys showed up, were envious of. It's funny they looked at at our social structures with awe, and they said, "How can ignorant savages do that, and we can't?" On, on some levels, they looked at it from a anthropology standpoint says this is how man exists at its most natural level and of course they looked at it and they said it was primitive and then (laughs) they began hell bent on killing us assimilating us civilizing us (laughs) to the point where we enlist at a higher rate in the in the military service higher than any other group of people. We got the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma declaring themselves a Christian nation. Ignoring what a Christian nation did to them, to their children, to their identity, to their lands. Ignoring all of that Look, I don't hate Christians. 
In fact, most Christians don't even believe the crap involved in Christianity. I've heard people say, well, you know, it's not Christianity. Christianity is not at fault. It's the people. It's, it's Christians who are wrong, not the, not the faith. Well, I don't know about all that. but All I know is there are an awful lot of people claiming to be close to God. Heck, they'll even, they'll even lynch people and burn a cross on their lawn at the same time. They will kill in the name, in the name of their God. In fact, most people who are killing each other are killing each other in the name of of their God, at least from a war standpoint. I don't know what the lunatics who just, you know, just decide to murder people do. I I don't know. I've never heard of raping in the name of their God, but damn sure a lot of rape culture came with those Europeans. And we see it in other cultures. I mean, you know, and of course the the patriarchy involved in, in some of these in these in these countries, where the victim of rape is even it becomes raped again by their culture, by their societies. Part of the reason this clergy sex abuse stuff has gone on so long is because of the shame. Because it's people are violated twice; they're physically violated. And then they they carry the shame of that. So the violation becomes a mental violation as well. It's an injury both to mind and body. And we still can't treat people fairly enough to 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 say, look, you're you're a victim here. You don't need to be shamed. We slut shame every every woman that uh, you know that gains notoriety, who stands up. Every woman who stands up to patriarchy gets slut-shamed. Whether it's at a Supreme Court hearing, <laughs> nominee hearing, or, or, or whether it's running for office. I mean, it's, a, it's incredible. And of course, the, the, one of the, the terrible things is when some women think that equality means they have to act as heinously as men do. Women raping boys in school. Oh, seducing little boys in school. Women said, no, I, I can kill as well as, as a man can, so give me a, give me a rifle. Put me be, behind the, the controls of a, of a jet or a drone. Man. Technology does not lift you out of a primitive culture. It can set you back into one. That's what the world's experiencing right now. All the science in the world, which rejects all the religious dogma. As I said, every honest scientific evaluation of prayer, of God, of religion, rejects it all. It used to be the church's controlled science. But even even the most praised scientists ultimately get reined in Galileo they all get reined in back into oh you got to behave according to the church it's 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 an incredible world but it's amazing that in 2020 
and I realize that the calendar means nothing. That's tied to religion too. But in the world that we live in today, whatever year you want to call it, for all of the technology, all the incredible advances in technology and research and science, we still go back to being these ignorant believers in fairy tales. And we let that guide us in a way that promotes racism, war, social unrest, economic and wealth uh, income disparity. We, we look, there's a direct connection. I mean, look at look at these mega churches. Look, look at some of these these preachers with jets, private jets flying around. There's a direct connection to to these these religious figures. And those who advance themselves in this religious dogma and, and wealth. I mean, look, yeah, I know Gandhi was poor. Mother Teresa didn't, uh, you know, apparently she was poor too. But what did they promote? Even Gandhi. I got I to gotta tell you, we are not nearly as advanced intellectually in psychologically i mean i mean some of the things that we we do as human beings it's it's pretty incredible it's a, it's pretty incredible and and again you know we we had the luxury as native people we had the luxury of avoiding some of that for for thousands of years we we lived on land. We made our mistakes. Like I said, we we were violent. We did we did some of the same things that the folks in Europe did wrong. But we kept elevating ourselves and kept trying to reach a higher understanding about our place in the world and our place with the rest of creation. That's why the seven generations concept is so important. The idea that that we have to take responsibility not just for our lives but for the lives of of those who, who who follow us in fact we have to take responsibility for the for the lives that we will never even see seven generations we're, we're not going to live long enough to see that I mean, we'll, we'll see our our kids and our grandkids our great-grandkids maybe even our great-great-grandkids we five generations i I've, I've got family photos five generations don't know i haven't seen a whole lot of six generation families and the reality is, if you're, if you're, if you live long enough to be six generations back from a current generation, you may have lost entire generations in between. So we had this concept that we have a responsibility to to our loved ones and to the ones that we should love, even though we will never see them. That's an advanced way of looking at at, at at the world that's that's a human development that that separates us from the rest of creation and and, and or distinguishes i don't want to say separates us because it, it shouldn't separate us but it distinguishes us because not a whole lot of other species on the planet can have a vision for the future 
And understand, I mean, instincts will, will carry most species to not do terrible things to the planet. Reason is man's fault. It's our, it's, again, we can use it to think about the impacts that we can have or we can just use our intellect and our ability to reason to advance us individually at the cost of all else. That's a primitive culture. Look, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, and I hope we give you some of the, this some thought. Look, I want to remind people I'll be in New York on Thursday. Uh, I Again, I, I'd love to have some of the listeners of Let's Talk Native call into my show in New York. The show airs uh, from 3 to 5 p.m. It's a two-hour show. It's a talkback show. We, we put the phone number out there, and um, I'll, I'll post it up with my Facebook Live feed so you can see the number when you, when, if you catch us on Facebook Live. Um, you can listen to the show on um, at WBAI.org. That's www.wbai.org. We, again, it streams live on the website. And we uh, stream video of the show live uh, here on Facebook. So uh, look for us in New York. WBAI FM 99.5 if you're in the city. And you can check us out. Uh, we'll post up the video afterwards. But I'd love, I'd love some of this listening audience to catch my show in New York. And, uh, and call in. Call in and give me your thoughts. This is John Kane. This is Let's Talk Native. Yahweh.